Hi there! Before we get into the show today, I want to invite you to a brand new free masterclass I'm running on January the 20th. If you work with clients who struggle to do what they know they're supposed to do, if they can be consistent for a while, but then they always inevitably fall off the wagon a couple weeks in, or if they have a hard time communicating with you about where they're really struggling and why, this is probably one you don't want to miss. Because if you have a client like this, you are working with an emotional eater. And the tricky thing about emotional eaters is that up until now, chances are you haven't actually be given the tools to either recognize when you're working with one or guide them through their blocks in an effective way. This masterclass is called Emotional Eaters Understood. And inside, we're gonna walk through exactly how to dismantle self-sabotaging patterns and break through your client's excuses in one easy five-step conversation so you can get them out of their own way and expose the success that's waiting for them on the other side of their triggers, their emotional reactions, and their fear of change. The link to join for free can be found in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. This isn't going to be a popular opinion, but I tend to believe that the mystical dream client that we're told is out there isn't actually out there. (laughs) I tend to believe that the clients that we're told are really ready to just do everything we suggest and are ready to eat up all of our knowledge and come to us wanting more education, more tools and resources who like want to read the research and they're just so eager to implement everything we offer them, never miss check-ins, never miss coaching calls, do everything that we say and their progress is just linear. It's seamless. Like everything just seems to work for them. They don't exist in the way that we're led to believe that they do. Because if they did, why would they be hiring us? These self-starters, these self-motivators, these people who are just so ready to change they don't need a coach to help them move through deeper inner blocks or to help them understand why they keep sabotaging their progress. These people would be just as successful going to bodybuilding.com and downloading a PDF plan that they can get for free following it, and they would probably see the same progress, okay? These dream clients, they aren't the people who need you. And I believe as coaches who crave feeling fulfilled in our careers, who crave working with people on more than just weight loss alone, by chasing these dream clients, we're actually doing ourselves a massive disservice. On one hand, these types of clients feel safe, right? They feel easy. They feel predictable. It feels like we can control for the outcome we're chasing. And on some level, we can because they are able to be so naturally consistent with whatever we give them that their progress will very naturally reflect that consistency inside of being consistent in and of itself. And it's through this consistent progress that 
we seek validation as a coach. We anchor our value in that. We feel safe in that. We feel like we can stand firmly in our role as a coach because of what we can create for someone else. But when we rely on that consistent progress with a client who would have seen progress anyways, we're actually just creating an illusion for ourselves. We're making ourselves believe that in order to be valuable, those are the results we need to get for everyone. Which means when someone comes into your world and they don't fit that unicorn mold, and they struggle to follow the plan, they aren't motivated to fill out their check-in, they do miss coaching calls, they sabotage on the weekend, it feels as though they're not really ready to change. It feels as though we should create distance between us and them because they're going to require too much of our energy. It's going to be too hard for us to get them to the same end result that we could get our dream client to. It's going to take longer. But all that's really going on here is that you're getting triggered by the fact that these clients are not of the same, in air quotes, caliber as that unicorn client that you're comparing them to. Which means you are interpreting their struggle as your struggle. You are interpreting their failure as your failure. You're not being validated inside of their progress because their progress is slower. So every time we work with a client who doesn't fit the dream client mold, our own internal struggles are reflected back to us and it makes us feel uncomfortable. It's so crucial that we begin to recognize where we are using our client's success as indicators or as markers of our own success. Because the truth of it is, is that coaches who crave working with clients on more than just a basic weight loss protocol must begin to do this inner work on themselves so that they can expand their capacity to hold the clients who don't fit the unicorn dream client mold. If you can't hold space for progress to be slow without identifying with what that means about you, if you can't sit in an uncomfortable conversation with a client who just fell off the wagon four weekends in a row and comes crying to you on a Monday without making that mean something about you, we are never going to be able to detach from their success mirroring our own success. We're never going to be able to detach from feeling responsible for creating the outcomes for our clients. And in doing so, we will continue to push really powerful clients away simply because they aren't able to offer us that sense of safety, that sense of security, and that sense of consistent control in generating an outcome. So my question for you is, are you aware yet of where you're using your client's success to signal to you that you're good at what you do? Are you aware yet around where you're using your client's dedication to signal to you that you are valuable? Are you aware yet of where you're using your client's yes, their undeniable agreeability to 
follow whatever you say, invest in you no matter what that price point is. Where are you using their yes to show yourself that you're enough? Herein lies a massive opportunity for you. The truth of it is, is when we chase dream clients, those unicorn clients, the people who would see success no matter what plan they follow simply because they are intrinsically inspired enough to move themselves forward. When we seek out those people and we deny ourselves the opportunity to work with the people who act as mirrors to our own internal limitations, our own internal fears, our own internal friction points, we actually keep ourselves stuck in a prison. We don't allow ourselves to ever expand our capacity to learn how to talk to clients about why they can't do the things they know they need to do. We never expand our capacity to learn a new language around the role emotion is really playing in whether or not someone follows a plan. We're never going to expand our capacity to hold space around a triggering moment with a client without trying to fix it or teach it away. And it's these skills that are so required in order for us to ever feel truly fulfilled as a coach who doesn't only want to talk about weight loss. I see this so often where coaches are so trapped between wanting control and wanting fulfillment. The trouble with feeling in control all of the time around generating a a consistent result for your clients is that rarely does that lead to long-term fulfillment. It leads to quick dopamine hits. It leads to feeling validated. It leads to feeling valuable within a very specific context. But what happens when you work with someone who doesn't fit that mold? You fall into self-doubt. You fall into imposter syndrome. You fall into, am I really good at this? Am I meant to do this? Is this something that I can really sustain long-term? Is this something I can see myself doing forever? And it also pushes you into a place of feeling like there's nobody out there that you get to work with. Why can't people see your value? Why are people not ready for this work? Why are people not lining up to work with me? Look at these incredible results I got for all of these mystical unicorn dream clients. Don't you want to be one of them? But 90% of people out there don't fit that mold. So they look at those results and they say, that's not me. I can't do that. I'm afraid of that. I'm not ready for that. And if you don't feel like you can meet them where they're at and lead them from that place, you're isolating yourself from 90% of clients. You're holding out for the people who don't really need you instead of developing your skill set to meet the people who really need you where they're at and show them that a dream client's no set, there's no such thing as a dream client that they are capable, that they are worthy, that they are enough exactly where they're at and that they're not broken and that they can see success and then it gets to be on their own time and it gets to be in their own way and you're a safe place to carry them through that journey. The shift from working with dream clients to working with anyone starts with you. Your evolution as a coach, is not a luxury. It is a necessity. It is a prerequisite. It is required 
in order to work with the people, most other coaches have no idea how to help. If you want to talk about being in demand, fix your skill set so that you can work with the people everyone else pushed away. Develop a new language to meet them where they're at. Learn how to connect with that person without getting triggered by them. Learn how to communicate with that client without internalizing their struggle as your own. Get so comfortable in your own friction points that they are no longer rattled by someone going through their own friction points, their own struggle, their own turbulence on their own journey. The biggest reason why coaches don't work with these tricky clients is because it's too difficult to feel triggered by them all the time. And our brain makes us feel as though we have to push them away because it's not safe to work with them. They're showing us too much about ourselves that we're not ready to see. This all happens on a really unconscious level. We aren't consciously thinking, oh, you're triggering me because I have shit I have to work on inside of myself. That's not what happens. Our brain just makes us feel uneasy around them. Our brain just makes us feel like, This person doesn't really want this. This person isn't ready for me. This person isn't taking this seriously. They're taking advantage of me. They're draining my energy. Our brain creates all of these stories so that we push them away and instead save ourselves for the people who are really ready. The thing about it is, is no one is more ready than another person necessarily. It's your interpretation of what being ready has to look like. Let me say that again. No one is more ready than someone else. Everyone's journey is very different. It's your brain's interpretation of what readiness needs to look like that is causing you to choose to work with some people and not work with others. It's choosing you to lean into certain people and pull away from others because of what your brain thinks that relationship is going to demand of you and whether or not you're ready for, to meet that demand, whether or not you're ready to meet them in that space. This episode is all about shining a light on where you're holding yourself back. You don't only have to work with people who are the unicorns of the world. These people who don't really need a depth to how you lead them. You don't need to only work with easy clients in order to feel valued. You don't need someone's external physical progress to be linear in order to feel validated. You need to heal your relationship with what you are requiring in order to feel like you can do your job, in order for you to feel like it's safe to show up. Once you reconcile that with yourself, once you come home to, okay, I feel uncomfortable with these clients, not because they aren't ready, but because I'm not ready to meet them with where they're at. Once you get to that place, you step into a whole other game. You step onto a whole other platform. You get to serve the people no one else can. Because let me tell you, 90% of coaches out there are not having these conversations with themselves. They are looking at these tricky clients on the surface and labeling them as not ready just like you were until today. What if you could help them? What if you got to work with the people 
who had the capacity to fulfill you the most, not because their physical progress is the fastest, not because they lose the most weight, not because they're the most consistent, but because the depth of change you're able to create in their life is so earth shattering for them that you change the trajectory of who they are as a person, who they are becoming and what they are capable of. That's true fulfillment. Looking someone in the eye and having them look back at you and say, you changed my life, not because my body transformed 50 pounds, but because I look at myself differently now. I view things differently now. I use food differently now. I feel like a different person. That's true fulfillment. And I want that for all of you. So spend some time. Reflect on this for yourself. Where are you at? What's your relationship with yourself as a coach? How do you identify as a coach? What's required for you to feel good as a coach? And how can we begin to expand that? Where's the edge? How can you lean into that edge? Is there someone in your roster that's triggering you? Is there someone you're getting frustrated with? What a beautiful opportunity to look inwards and ask yourself, what is it that they're triggering in me? Why am I making that about me? How can I heal that part of myself so that I can hold space for them to struggle without making it about me, without pushing them away? I would love for you to spend some time here. And just as a reminder, if you would like to learn more about working with emotional eaters, because these are the clients I'm talking about, y'all, our emotional eaters are the trickiest ones. They're the ones who sabotage the most. They're the ones that resist us the most. They're the ones who come to us with the most emotional baggage that we feel like we need to wade through. And they're the ones that require the most energy if we don't know how to manage that. I'm going to teach you how to work with them on January 20th inside of my Emotional Eaters Understood workshop. I spoke about it in the intro. I'm mentioning it again now because it's free and if you are ready to step into that next level, you need to be here. The link to join is in the show notes. I hope to see you there. If you have any questions for me, bring them to the workshop. I'll make sure we get to them. And I will talk to you really soon. Good luck. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.